1: Welcome to another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we are broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage on twintalkcast.com. Yeah, we also do it out of the largest internet radio network in the world. That's live365.com. And just go there and search for our station. It's Twin Talk Cast Radio because we're twins. Eh? Ebola, Ebola, Ebola. Be afraid of the Ebola. There is an Ebola scare, and tonight, oh, we—I am so honored to, to to tell you guys that tonight on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, calling us from the road because this guy is the bomb, Doctor Gross, straight out of Boston, Tufts, Harvard, and MIT. He also studied and researched for a year in Africa with the World Health Organization. He's going to be talking to us tonight. We're gonna we're gonna pick his brain on as, on, on the holy bullet thing. Should we be afraid now that there's people here? Hey, don't touch him, eh? You you know you gotta stay like at least a meter away with all the gear on. Eh? Hey, what's a meter? I don't this know. This is a but U.S. I read that on some article. eh? Unfortunately, it doesn't do anybody good because in the U.S. we don't know what a meter is. I am uh, somebody who <laughs> somebody who eats meat. <laughs> so stay tuned for that, Doctor Gross going to be with us tonight. <laughs> Talking about, about Ebola? Anyway, so... It kind of goes together, eh? He's, a, <laughs> hey, he's the bomb. He's actually a really nice guy, smart man. I'm sure he is. Very. I mean, for goodness sake, Tufts University, Harvard, MIT, studied abroad, researched... Um, hey, I've in studied, Africa. I studied a couple of broads myself too. <laughs> <Shoot>. <laughs> so um, stay tuned for that. Um, also, every, night, every Tuesday night, we do it here on Theo Luis' Garage. We have uh, the girl with the pink headphones, the girl with the skinny on all the dirty laundry from Stella Mundo and NBC. Tonight, she'll be giving us the news and dirty laundry. Jackie, you got something? What's going to be going on with us tonight?
2: Hi guys, tonight on News and Dirty Laundry, Los Angeles operators were a little puzzled with their 911 calls this week. I'll tell you what their emergency was and why Sheriff's was so upset over them. Also, do you want to go out to dinner and get a discount with it? Well, there's a little diner here in the U.S. that will give you a discount by doing something a little unique i'll go ahead and let you know and finally do you live in the friendliest city of the u.s the list is nah. out i'll tell you where those cities are texas. all that <laughs> and more coming up on news and dirty laundry texas
1: hey dude it depends what time of day at my city eh? <laughs> you know if, if it's friday man everyone's friendly monday not nah, charlie man no friendly nothing if you're in south l.a it's at the end of the month when they get their check. That's the middle of the month, oh, eh? Oh, I don't know when they All get right, it. Yeah, you're me- oh, that's that's profiling, eh? I am profiling. You totally threw a profile on that one. Totally profiling. Hey, before we continue, though, let's, let's tell our, our listeners, what did we have last week? Last week was a good show. Go on TwinTalkCast.com and click on Previous Podcasts. On Previous Podcasts and you can check out our last week's show and the previous 100 plus shows. From the last four years of Twindom Last week we had uh, a couple of students Well, we had one student here Um, Alexa was here with Was that her name, Alexa? Alexa, uh, yeah. she's a A student out of uh, uh, Mount Sac, Mount San Antonio College In the city of Walnut She studied broadcasting, eh? So she contacted us and she said, hey can, I, I, inter- can, I, interview can I interview you guys? Can I interview you guys? Can I check you out? You know, And I'm like, you could check me out anytime, eh? So we said, yeah. She, we asked her to interview us on the show. So she came on here, and on the air, she gave us, she, she conducted an interview on us, on the twins, and on Twin Talk and all that stuff. We also had, uh, some I forgot, host a radio radio show host and producer for a podcast named A Gentleman's Discussion. Yes, and that's uh, a sarcastic uh name yeah because they're, they're, yeah, it's, it's really not just a it's not really any gentlemen's on that podcast <laughs> it's that type of podcast cool guy forgot his name Mario something or the other Mario something from a gentleman's discussion <laughs> of course we have Jackie Casas and the chill lounge eh and you know what also Put chill lounge uh, eh? but you know what, that podcast hasn't gone have up it, have it have it have it chill lounge you know what let me tell you about the chill lounge it's sometimes silly sometimes profound but always chill I was going to say something, but you'd get mad. Yeah. No, I don't get mad. Anyway, so check it out. That podcast, I forgot to tell you, um, has not been put up yet. That's because of me, Um, but um, because I've been crazy busy, but it'll get put up, I promise. (laughs) Because you've been crazy, period. I've been crazy busy, (laughs) dude. You know, I went to freaking Lake Mead this week. I went to Lake Me. Okay. I saw the pictures. Eh, you, you, you. They expand. I like the way they put it. The expanded banks, like if they grew. They really, did grow. They didn't grow. It's the water that shrunk. Yeah. So the banks expanded. I'm the one who. By the way, I'm the one who wrote that. So, uh-huh. so I'm the one who wrote that. You. But you they sh- didn't expand, eh? They just the the water just got less. Yeah. Expanding is it's as if it went out, but it went in no, but that 's what because, happens because, the, because of the drought, right yeah, okay, so for those of you who don 't know, um, I was out there for nbc network during, where where were you where I was in Lake Mead We just said that, yeah, but I was in lake mead nevada where, is, where which is uh, the largest man made reservoir um, in the United States where California, Nevada, and Arizona get their drinking water from. And um, because California and those states um, have been in uh, a 15-year drought, in the middle of a 15-year drought, that the waters are receding. And let me tell you, they are, I've been to Lake Mead several times. The last time I was there was about four years ago, five years ago. And you know the, that lake is beautiful. And then I, as soon as I drove over the hill in Henderson and you look over into this immense lake that really just looks awesome, you're like, what the heck? Happened like that, like that chick you dated, and the next time you see her, she looks like a crackhead. (laughs) It was really kind of disappointing. Talk about crackheads. Were there anybody over there? No, that's New Mexico. It's, that's where the no, isn't that where they all go party the yeah, that's uh, true. On, on spring break over there on their boats and, and
3: all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but it's the. Spring. Hey, but you know,
1: it's kind of good because you know Lake Mead was made because they put up this dam and it flooded a lot of like uh, indigenous uh, sacred uh, ground. Like, there's all uh, a bunch of like hieroglyphics that you you have to scuba dive to go find it. Hieroglyphics. Yeah, like when they paint on the wall. Because the Indians used to paint on the wall. Yeah, but let me tell you something. It was it, desert. Okay, it was desert. Okay, think about it. It's all desert. You you look at the bottom of that lake, and I saw the bottom of the lake because I was standing on the dry bottom of the lake. <laughs> it's all rock, Angel. It's It was desert. It's more barren. If anything, it did good because it provides water for three states. Three states full of people. Not to mention the ability for people to recreate out there and go and and, and swim and, and recreate and, and water waters <laughs> and water ski and all that. You stuff. You mean recreate? Re, that's what I meant. You said recreate, eh? Uh, you yeah, I meant recreate. He don't need a. But they get to recreate that one, eh? Huh? You know what I'm saying? So the good. I mean, so look, I, I I don't know the story of the tribal lands or what have you, but dude. I've been to Lake Mead. It's immense, and it covers never been nothing there. but barren, barren. I've never it's been barren. there. Let me, let me describe it to you. It's not like you walk up to the lake and there's these trees, and uh, you can swing off a branch. A dr- no, <laughs> it is barren, barren, barren rock. It's rock. It's rock. <laughs> cool. So uh, something good came out of this rock. Now the good thing too, <laughs> did you not know the uh, California myth? No look, if you have an opportunity, you should go and check out Hoover Dam, which was a. An, uh, 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 a genius you know just it's so innovative and amazing to do you could do a tour okay and check that out tour the dam tour the dam damn it <laughs> you can walk from one side of the dam and then cross to the other side and you're in Arizona wow that's exciting and in <laughs> the right time of year you, you cross timelines I'll go to the Santa Fe Dam right here in <laughs> eh? I can walk across that one two miles but, but listen um, I found out that California because California paid for the dam California gets lights, uh, uh, water rights first. So oh, with, right on. Uh, I also found out this. So is- we, So we can go over there and tag it. Hey, eh? this is a scoop. Shoo, I'm gonna go to Hoover Dam and tag that thing. Puto <laughs> twin talkie get. This is a scoop for all you guys out there. In, you know, in Cali. Hey, check it out. We um be, um because California has water rights. Because California has water rights. When the drought hits, first of all, the Bureau of Land Management people told us that the, the drought's not really going to hit us till like 2016 if it continues. And then at 2016, Nevada and Arizona, they're going to start cutting them back. Whoa. California does not right away because well, we paid for that dam. Well, they don't have as much gra- uh, grass that we do over here. What we should do, we should start cutting out the grass, eh? Instead of like cutting your bath. Yeah, don't cut your bath, dude. No, nah, don't cut your bath. Empty your pools and go skate. Skate on your pools, eh? Like they did, yeah, back in the 70s. So so how is it? Did it smell like fish? No. Is there fish in that lake? There is fish. There's Cause, plenty cause of Because you know when a lake, lake kind of recedes like that or when the banks expand, you get dead fish, right? So it kind of smells, no? It's still among the largest man-made reservoirs. It's still huge. It's still immense. There's different different parts to the lake
0: can you go camping
1: over there you can go camping you can do rv you can go water skiing all that stuff and um it's still immense but what was exposed in the banks that where i was at there were mussels because (laughs) mussels are these clamshells that that stick to the rock and so the waters receded so quickly that they're still stuck there and they're dry you can eat those right you should have brought a whole bunch of yeah but they were put them in your Linguini, they were dry. Muscles in your linguini. Anyways, give us a call at six two six two seven five. 275 That's six two six two seven five eight nine four six. And uh, you can give us a chat. Also, go on, on our Facebook wall at Twin Talk Show. Give us a chat there throughout the show. All that and more on Twin Talk. Must, eh? Jose and Angel. There throughout the show. All that and more. Hey. I'm going to talk over that echo of my brother Because it's shout outs time So I'm going to start off With a shout out to a couple of twins eh? They're not twins to each other They're just twins that are listeners And they're separate Out of Hawaii, the Edder twins Say hi to hey, them when you up, go what's up twins, I'm, I'm on my way over there You guys okay with that uh, storm coming? Hurricane, also a shout out to uh, Sonia Peck Madelon, she's a twin as well I also want to give a shout out to our friend and listener over in Reno, Rosa Padron Hinojosa Eh, uh, she's um, she's a listener. She's a closet listener. Also, Randy Hernandez, Isaac Sanchez. Also, I want to give a shout out to Elizabeth Reese. What's up, homegirl? Don't tell anybody at work, eh? This is our secret. Don't tell nobody. Eh? Oh. Also, I want to give a shout out to our biggest closet listener, Ava. Hi baby I know you're listening Yes you know what Because she messages me On my On my (laughs) text I want to give a shout out To my sister Marisol My sister Linda I love you girls Um, I want to give a shout out To uh, Jamie Hulk And uh, Deja They're over at June Lake You know Hopefully they don't get Attacked by the June bugs in June Lake And hopefully there's some water there Tambien You got any shout outs? I want to give a shout out to uh, Angel Vasquez I hooked up with him in Vegas Right now, What's up man? Let me tell you how it happened He texted me He goes Hey man come out to dinner I'm like dude We were on the lake all day It's hot I was working. I'm going straight to bed. He goes, oh, I understand, eh? I'll bring you some coffee. So the next morning, he came to my hotel room because he was working in the hotel I was staying. Oh, uh, right on. We had coffee in the balcony and checked out the chicks in the pool. Nice. Great conversation hook up with you, Angel. Good to talk to you again. Shout out to my man, Jay Gray. The one and only Jay Gray. Worked with them this week. Great correspondent at NBC. Sarah, I love you, babe. Hang in there. Hang in there. That's it. I want to give a, a, a shout out to all the people that posted on our social, my social network, uh, giving me a happy anniversary. It was my anniversary yesterday with I my wife. I saw it, happy eh? anniversary, brother. Shoo, uh, thank you so much to all. You also want to give a shout out to all the Palestinians, eh, that putting up with that crap, that bully Israel, eh? Uh, hey, chill hang out, in there. dude. What hang do you in mean? There. What? Also, uh, Are you serious? One more shout out. I want to give a serious? special shout out to all. The public breastfeeding mamas, eh? Go for it, eh? where that come Feed from? your babies, eh? They're, that's your shout outs. Your shout outs are brought to you by Aladdin's um, Junior uh, Mediterranean Cuisine and Concert Venue. They're in the city of Pomona. They have great Mediterranean food, uh, good beer, and music. They're in the City of Pona, Second Street. Look them up. Tell them the Twin you. All right, we'll be back with the news and dirty laundry. And remember, we're going to have with us today from Tufts University, Harvard, and MIT, Dr. Gross. He studied a year and researched, researched, did some research in Africa. He's going to talk to us about whether or not we should be afraid of Ebola. We'll be right back.
0: I don't speak right, All right. but get I know what I
2: Martinez, your loca host of My Mass job. TV. Just wanted to check in with y'all and let you know to catch our show every Saturday at 8 30 a.m. on Channel 20, Direct TV Dish, and AT&T UVerse.
3: Tune in. Welcome
1: back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we're broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage on TwinTalkCast.com. Yeah, we also do it out of the largest internet radio network in the world. That's Live365.com. Just make sure you look for our station. It's TwinTalkCast.com radio, and yeah, I gave a shout out to the Palestinians. You got a problem I can't, with that? I mean, yeah, yeah, because you're like calling the... Okay, give a shout out to the Palestinians. Give a shout out to the Israeli. You know, Angel... But they're being bullies over the, there, the, the right? Israel, Angel, Angel, Israel is one of the smallest countries in the Middle East, and, and it's surrounded by all these uh, bullies, and they were being struck on over and over and over and over again by these Palestinians who were also digging... Uh, I think there were 50 tunnels to go into Israel and uh-huh. bomb them, and and they finally struck back And now they're, you're calling them the bully just, Israel, Israel could pounce uh, on them and kill them if they want dude, all They, they got, could pounce on them Israel can clobber them hey, if they dude, want to. Hey dude they All they had to do was just cover the tunnels And and not bomb the schools With kids eh? They've been bombing schools okay, okay, You're believing the hype You want me to tell what's going on yes. The, it, the uh, Hamas Is using the kids As human shields and as a matter of fact Just yesterday They uncovered uh, um, a, a report By the Hamas That was sent out To all the Hamas On on tricks on what to do When it uh, on, on, um, When it comes to Um Urban Warfare and one of the things That's written on there is To use children as human shields because It always looks bad on the other person No matter whose fault it is And makes the other people look bad All I know is that that uh, All I hear is I've been hearing For years because they've been doing this for how many Years back and forth how many Years was what, they what, well they've been what? They've been fighting Hamas is a terrorist group been, Yeah but Hamas is a terrorist group But not all Palestinians are terrorists Jose how, uh, you understand, and and yeah, but there's but what's there's, going on over there in 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 that area between these two people is apartheid and um, an imposed apartheid by imposed? the Israeli by the Israeli people on the the the, the uh, Palestinian people. They went in there and says, okay, we want our own nation, and because the uh, the the Israeli people had uh, and eight years ago Israel six years ago Israel gave them uh, another piece of land. And they did okay let Hamas me, it's not about the land me, for Hamas it has a, to do with with uh islam it has nothing to do with the land. no the 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 what 's going on over there it's an imposed apartheid, and if you think about it if you go um uh, the 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 Palestinians are oppressed their lands are have so they've been taking all their land okay they they have blockades every so often they have like i don 't know how many hundreds of of like roadblocks. Just to go from one town to another and only a few of them are to go from Israel to to whatever and so uh, of point. course what I, my point is the Palestinians have been bullied all this time you don't expect them to be angry angel Pat, first of all Hamas was bobbing them incessantly until finally uh, Israel fought back. And now, because I'll tell you what's going on. You want me to tell you what's going on? It all goes back to this administration. Ever since, um, let me rephrase that, the, uh, this administration's plan is to, is, is, it was spelled out very clearly on a, a book and film by uh, by Dinesh D'Souza, where he says that this administration plans to weaken our relationship with our allies and embolden are enemies and it's happening, Angel. You've got to, you've yeah. got to watch what's okay. going on, Jose. So, so in my opinion, what uh what uh, uh, the Israel is doing is indeed gonna is, is they're being bullies with these people over there, and they're the only country. All the other countries are these Arab countries. It's not the smart thing to do when you're surrounded by okay, a bunch they, of Arab okay, countries to start picking on one of the Wait a minute! Did you three, not hear what I said? Ones. Hamas was bombing them incessantly before and and, and OK, to, to coin a, a, a phrase, they started it and they were bombing them over and over again. And Israel found up to 50 tunnels where these guys were going built tunnels into Israel, if not for the purpose of illegal immigration, for the purpose of bombing, Angel. Jose, let, let me tell you, let me tell you they Jose, fight back and they're, they're the bully. Uh, there's got to be another way. The problem, what are you okay, Why don't you, go, you say that to Hamas? I'm, say that no, to them. No, I'm telling you, Why don't you tell them? I'm telling oh, you. It's got to be another way. Jose, let me tell you. Jose, they went in there to this country and displaced all these people. Okay, years ago, they went in 1948. The, because and why? Because they had the backup of the of other countries, the uh, uh, you know, co- uh, colon, colonistic countries like Europe or or and the U.S. or whatever went in there and and. Displaced all these people and and then Can I just say one displaced part? all these people and these people don't have they're they're in, they're oppressed and they're in poverty and and, and so what do you expect? Okay, let they, me give you, if, me give Hamas, you. if Hamas is, two words. I'm not I'm not just no. Wait a second, two I'm words. talking. Welcome I'm to just, the history of the world, Angel. I know the history of the so, world. So what I'm saying, you, two wrongs don't make a right. No, so, so Hamas is they go over there and they... so you're saying they're okay for to bomb Israel? No, I'm not saying That's that. What, you're saying. what I'm saying is not okay for Israel to bomb them. The yeah. Israel Israel. Well, oh, so they should sit there and take the bomb. No, Israel should. Israel should should uh, should change their posture towards them. They have uh, they oppressed them. No, sh- they have their own they gave them land. Hey, my, they recently oh, gave them land. They gave them a little pa- Oh, just like the Indians uh, here the Amer- Native Americans they they took the, the their land and then they put them over to the reservations, eh. Dude, didn't you listen to my mom? They went to Israel and she said that it was like night and day. You look over the border yes. and it's like sorry it's like, it's like that. That's you know why if they're like that. That's a problem with with other countries' countries blame their own poverty on the rich countries. They're impoverished because of their leaders. Uh. Anyway, now it's time to move on. We are so <laughs> running behind. It's time now to get on to, with the News and Dirty Laundry. With us today every week, today and every week from Telemundo and NBC Multimedia Journalist, the coolest chick in radio, the best chick in radio, the girl with the pink headphones, Jackie Casa.
2: Shoot. I feel a little hurt, guys. Aww. I'm hurting right now. Why? Because you guys were arguing, and it wasn't because I started it with my <laughs> news and dirty laundry.
0: <laughs>
2: I'm a little hurt. You guys started arguing on your own without one of my stories.
1: It's just like Cleopatra. See, you're a, you're an <laughs> instigator.
2: You know that's one of my favorite things to do.
0: Cleopatra
1: yeah. did. Yeah. Mark, 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 was it Michael <laughs> Anthony and the other guy? Uh, the other, You know, and uh, the other girl from the... From the, was it the Trojan
2: Horse and all that? And that one other chick?
1: There, are, it's always the women. That whole Palestine and Israel thing—it's a woman. It was a woman, it huh? It was over a woman. <laughs>
2: yeah, I bet it was. Uh, How are you guys doing? I miss you guys.
1: Uh good. It's good to see you, Jackie. Good
2: to see you too. You look a
1: little more rested than you have been recently. You know
2: what happened? <laughs> Funny you say that. Uh, I slept 12 hours yesterday. Marathoned it. Marathoned it. And uh, when, <laughs>
0: Marathoned I, it.
2: when my alarm went off at one thirty in the morning, I still didn't want to get up. Oh, nice. I was like, no, 15 more minutes. Your alarm
1: goes off at 1.30 in the morning? The marathon I, yes. doesn't do it for me. I get more tired if I sleep really? more than five or six hours. Yeah. Hey, when I'm drinking and it's 1.30 in the morning, my alarm goes off. Hey, last call, hey. <laughs> Shoot. No, my
2: alarm goes off at, well, my first alarm goes off at one twenty, and then my second one goes off at one thirty, <laughs> and then I have a backup final, final, like need to fly out of bed as a backup one forty five a.m.
1: You should get those new ones they have. They're, they're floor mats. Oh. Floor mat alarm clocks.
2: Is it, does it get up and smack me in the face <laughs> if I don't get up?
1: No, it'll Because I need one of those. It'll keep ringing until you step on it. Oh.
2: Um. You know how when you get idea. out when you get
1: out of bed and you, you step on in, on your on your slippers and stuff. I
2: used to before when I first started on this shift. I set up an alarm on the other side of my room
0: uh-huh.
2: at one thirty where I had to literally physically get up and turn it off, or else I'd go. Eh, eh, eh. It was super annoying. Yeah. So that's why I got rid well, of I'm it. Well, I'm
1: glad you marathoned it, Mia.
2: I did, so that's why I feel I'm a little bit more refreshed. I'm glad it works
1: for you because, like I said, it, it kind of. I kills totally me. can
2: do it. I if I could do it every day, if I could go to sleep. By 3, 4 p.m. in the afternoon, every day, that'd be beautiful. But unfortunately, life doesn't like to have people go to sleep at 3 p.m. or 4 (laughs) p.m. in the afternoon.
1: You know, it doesn't work. That that whole shift that, you know, doesn't... Years ago, We are
2: physically not supposed to be working these hours. We're
1: not nocturnal nocturnal, animals. Horrible. When I I moved to Vegas about 20 years ago, I worked a, a graveyard shift in one of the casinos when I first started... At the, uh, whatever. I was working there. And I swear there was women that worked there. Oh, I've been doing this for 10 years. It's the best shift ever. And you look at them. How old are you? I'm 20 years old. She looks like 50. <laughs> yes. I'm glad it oh, works for you, lady. When You were working at the Mirage. At uh, the Mirage. Right across from the you white line. You age lines.
2: faster. You gain weight. Totally. Your appetite, your metabolism yes. is completely off. Off. Totally. It's just every... Yes. It, you, have, you get sick more. That your is... Your immune system is out of funk. It's just probably...
1: No, when, when I say I say I get I get athlete's foot When I say that you <laughs> I When do. I say that I function literally um, I'm 30% of brain Of my brain mm-hmm. I really do Because even when I'm not working i am not there I'm not there You don't It takes It takes several days to a week of going back to normal shift for you to really be back and be more lucid and coherent, it's awful. Yeah, and then the whole your metabolism's all over the place. Yes. It really screws up with your metabolism. Yeah. It,
2: it is. It's really one of the worst things you could do to your body. But I love my job, and that's why I do it. So yes. it's what keeps. It's the only reason why I could wake up at one thirty in the morning. Nice. Really, because you're the only thing. Uh, you're good I, at I, your. I want to give
1: a shout out to Mary Harris and Catherine. I forget her name, Smith or whatever. That girl you just saw a little while ago, she uh-huh. was the intern to work with me today. Oh, she okay. helped a lot. Thanks, Catherine. Thanks for your help. Hey, uh, uh, Isaac Sanchez said, really liked the show last week. You guys ne- need to be on more than once a week. I oh. love that. Right on, Isaac. Hey, tell a friend so we can pay the bills and do that. <laughs> <laughs> I also All got right, a message guys. from uh, a, a Kathy who says, Israel, the bully, what the F? <laughs>
2: all right guys let's get some started with some news tonight
1: oh wait wait i'm sorry she has one more thing obama and the liberal media are staying on message and it's working poor little hamas That's true that's what i said all right go ahead
2: okay guys Uh, Two Americans who are battling the deadly Ebola virus have been evacuated from Africa and flown to the United States in hospitals to receive treatment. The patients who both caught the disease while in Africa were transported in elaborate isolation chambers and received treatment by medical staff in protected suits. Despite the precautions, of course, fears about the incurable virus have spread well beyond Africa. And uh, when the doctors are, are, are indeed, when they came on here into U.S. land, it is the first time that the virus is actually here on American soil. So it has come about sort of viral, the virus.
1: <laughs> you know what, A? Eh? It, it better not pass by Marietta, California. Eh? <laughs> They'll stop it. They'll stop it. In That's the-, the best quarantine you can have. Hey, but you know, I don't know where they caught those bolas. I was born with my bolas. <laughs> my bolas are right here. I, you know,
2: she- they were uh, they were um, received by two, uh, two, pa- two people that were in Africa. One of them being a doctor who works abroad and uh, volunteers his time as being uh, a doctor who assists children and people who suffer from this virus. And the second person was a woman who volunteers as part of her group, her church group, uh, to help out people with the Ebola virus. And she was in charge of actually scrubbing down the patients who were going in and out of treatment.
1: What does what it start from, the Ebola uh, It's uh, a bacterial but... virus, and it, 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 it actually... Uh, what what are the in the first symptoms the first symptoms are first of all you'll have it the gestation period is like a couple of weeks so you won't even know you have it and then eventually you start getting like fevers and gastrointestinal issues like stomach problems and diarrhea so it it comes out like a normal fever you know but what is how do you contract it uh that is they say and you know what if you want to have that question we can talk to Dr. Gross tonight okay I, at tonight at around uh, in the in the, ne- in the second okay. hour Dr. Gross who was uh, uh, who studied abroad and re- did research with the WHO which is a World Health Organization He's going to be with us tonight. But there's, the there's like, what, hundreds of people that are, are b- women and children. There are hundreds and
2: hundreds of people who have already died in Africa from cause of the Ebola virus. And one, the, one of the reasons that they say that they were actually were to survive, to be brought over here to the U.S., was this uh, special secret serum, um, Uh because there is no cure for it, but something that can uh, subside the symptoms Uh uh, was this secret serum that they both actually were able to take. But because they were... Medical
1: marijuana, eh? They're they're probably on their way to Colorado right now. They were eh?
2: brought separately, Uh so the first patient who had some of the serum was able to come over here, and then the second patient was brought on that special... Flight with the isolation chamber, and
1: and I saw the post you did, Jose. I guess you want to rile up the people on this one, like, 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 because they brought it over here for the first time, and you you think that they shouldn't have brought these people over. Well, my brother's referring to is I I posted a comment on Facebook. Uh, Which says, Ebola, a disease that has no known cure, and U.S. officials bring two infected Americans, I mean, two infected onto American soil. Of course, you know what? There are many, many people who are afraid because this is a a very virulent uh, uh, disease. And uh, very aggressive disease of which there is no cure. But and it, it's, a, it's almost in the pandemic proportions in Africa. And why would you, right now we have a natural quarantine where we're separated by an ocean. Why would you bring them here? Why? I don't care what precautions you have. The safest precaution is not to bring them into your house. So they have a 90% mortality rate on that one, It's right? a 50 to 90% mortality rate. So if there's two people here, does that mean that one in... And forty percent of the other ones are going to die. Yeah, if you that, if you go by numbers, <laughs> yes, and that's why it's it doesn't seem it's incredible. Another thing too is what they, it's incredible that so this this magic but, potion comes out of nowhere. they why they've why, been treating for twenty years, they've been battling this in Africa, and all of a sudden they come out with this supposed. But magic why would they? QR. Why would they bring him? Isn't that the kind of stuff that the. Uh, whenever you, you're you crossing the border that they stop you on, and like I, if you were traveling like a normal person and they ask you, yes, hey, did, did you yes. eat any foul food? Are you bringing a fruit with you? You know what I mean? You're absolutely right. Why, why did they let him over but here? But what they do do is actually they quarantine you. They'll actually pull you into a hospital and quarantine you. In this case, they did that, but they actually, they actually supposedly used a very high special sterilized jet and brought him into directly to the a <laughs> hospital across the street from the CDC. There was one comment um, by John Was Catties, it the Malaysia airline? <laughs> John, John Klimak who said two Americans with the disease kept away from anyone who could contract it. Oh, well, no, this is what he said. Where is it? Oh, uh, his first comment was, um, um,
2: "just Just so we know that we take
1: care of our own." He said, "It's Come not on.
2: airborne. It's not an airborne disease. So, they so just just so we just so we know that the, to contract the 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 virus is not airborne. Um, so, but okay. of that, course, the isolation the isolation chambers are as precautionary and to just keep it as legit clean as possible." Here is what
1: I have to say about that, Angel. So here is what, what I have I'm, to say about that, Angel. Uh, okay, let's say it's not. Okay, let uh, you know so you there, that's a, that's up to debate. There's been some research that's not completely researched and um that's not um widely known that that uh, it is airborne, but let's say it's not. Um still. Jackie said if, it was not okay, eh? But still, okay. but listen, if there's were two doctors and these were people in the medical field who take every precaution, to not get infected, and they get infected. Why would you bring them over here, dude? Why? Uh-huh. You know what? Let me tell you my far-fetched. Yeah, you I mean, have I, a, a let, conspiracy theory. Yes, I got a total far-fetched. A conspiracy zombie, theory. zombie no, country. No, this is so far-fetched that even I know zombie it's crazy. Zombie apocalypse in the U.S. No, this. Okay, this. All of a sudden, this magic potion comes out. Uh-huh. All right, and they cut the corners. It takes years to get FDA approval on something to get it to even get close to being tested on humans and then all of a sudden <laughs> now it's they... tested on humans they're not going to do it in Africa they're going to do it here because in Africa they're not going to make money off of it they can't sell it in Africa so what do they do this company Intentionally goes to Africa or has somebody out there infect these two Americans, and all of a sudden, of course, we take care of our own. it's it's a Tom Clancy novel. Novel. We take care of our. own. They're going to make a book of this. I promise you, they they take care of their own, so they know that if they infect these two people, the reaction of America is to say, let's bring them home because they're one of ours, and let's rush this this product past all the red tape of the FDA and all that stuff, and get it to test testing right away. And boom, all of a sudden, they're the heroes. They sell this drug, bada bing, bada boom, multimillion dollar drug company. It's a Tom Clancy novel. novel.
2: Or well, Dan Brown. I I
1: I think you might might be right on it.
2: It sounds horrible, however, there's been a possible Third uh, patient that was reported Out of New York uh, There was a man who was admitted To the hospital this week for high fever And gastrointestinal symptoms And he's being currently tested for the Ebola virus He did recently travel To a country in West Africa Which there was reported um, The virus that, being there That in sounds that like country. a
1: hangover eh? I don't know it <laughs> might be that he just
2: has Severe chorro we don't know yet <laughs> We don't know yet if it's just If it's just that Yeah or he's actually has contracted the, the Ebola virus. Um,
1: for those of you who are not Spanish uh, speakers, uh, chorro is a uh, affectionate young term for, <laughs> ch- juvenile term for diarrhea. The runs, I guess, is the yes, way to call it. Yes, he
2: could just have a severe, severe case of the runs and, and in cause if of he's, the dehydration. If he has any- fever. So it could be that. However, it just happens to coincide with his recent trip to to, uh, West Africa. If he's
1: anything like me, I I get any kind of sickness. I get all paranoid. I go to my doctor. Hey, uh, check me out for a heart attack. (laughs) He already laughs laughs at me every time I go. Now what, Angel? (laughs) Because Uh, I don't really get sick. Except when I drink. Except
2: when you drink. So there is that reported possible third patient. That's why this whole Ebola virus has kind of created sort of a paranoia amongst everybody here in America because this is the first time A parabola. Parabola. In this soil. (laughs) In the U.S. soil.
1: Well, Well, uh, all I know is that... um, um, I really All I know uh, is that my bolas ain't causing me any problems There's a lot of Jeez. people that are being um, A lot of people that are concerned but they can. And, and I tell you what I've been listening to the media talk about How all oh, this magic potion and this magic this and They use the magic word? Yeah, this is not yeah. necessarily What's magic the ba- Please, it's please, right? But anyways What's the magic about word? How, how please <laughs> I can't ever finish a sentence, dude I can never finish I, tr- I really make an effort to let you finish sentences, dude <laughs> I'm telling you, dude you me Finish your sentence Or uh, I'll Ebola you
0: <laughs>
1: Anyways um, it, it bothers me that they've, um, they've They've downplayed They've totally downplayed it The media's not They're like th- There's a reason to be concerned Maybe not hysterical And but But you know But don't downplay it It is a big deal You know Angel It's cool <laughs> uh, It's cool
2: um, so just so we know that number, that's been more than seven hundred people in three different countries of Africa, where has been report of the of the disease of the virus being there, which is Guinea, uh, L- Liber- Liberia.
1: Gu- yep, Liberia.
2: Liberia and Sierra Leone.
1: And out of the city of Monrovia, in Africa. Orale. You turn around and go, Ah, Monrovia, California. Monrovia.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, tell you what, we're going to be right back. When we come back, we're going to talk to Dr. Gross So more news and dirty laundry. And let me turn this up.
2: Martinez, your loca host of Mass TV. Just wanted to check in with y'all and let you know to catch our show every Saturday at 8 30 a.m. on Channel 20, DirecTV, Dish, and AT&T Ubers. Tune in.
1: And welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we are broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage on TwinTalkCast.com. Yeah, we're also doing it out of the largest internet radio network in the world. That's Live365.com on Twin Talk Cast Radio. We have uh, we have been talking about. Well, Jackie Casas during the news and dirty laundry segment right now brought fever, brought up. Do you have a fever, Angel? I don't know. Are you okay? I, I Are I have, you feeling warm? I'm feeling if warm. you have choro, you better leave here. <laughs> anyway, we've been talking about uh, uh, news and dirty laundry segment. Talking about the uh, recent Ebola virus scare, uh, meaning that that Ebola virus. You know what? I'm going to say it. It has spread to the United States. It has. By virtue of the United States authorities bringing infected people here. (laughs) And, you know, there has been all over the Internet and social media, people are starting to get a little scared. And because we want to make it, you know, kind of set the record straight or not. With us tonight, um, Dr. Gross from uh, Dr. Gross studying Tufts, Harvard and MIT. He also did some research in on Ground Zero in Africa with the World Health Organization. So Dr. Gross is with us right now on the, on the phone. Dr. Gross, can you hear us? Hello, hello, hello. Oh, no. I, I think uh, we lost him. Let me try it again. Dr. Gross, can you hear us? Hello. Oh, sorry. Here we go. I'm sorry,
3: hello?
1: About, I'm sorry about the technical issue. We can hear you now.
3: Oh, okay, good. Well wow. good to be with you, Jose.
1: Thank you. My brother Angel and I are very honored that you're with us tonight. Thank you so much for taking the time. And we know you're traveling and, and a very busy man, so thank you for taking the, uh, a few minutes to talk to us. First of all, um, can you explain for our listeners, um, uh, to the best of your ability, what, it, uh, you know, what, what the Ebola virus is?
3: Uh, the Ebola virus is, is uh, one of a family of viruses called filoviruses, which cause nasty hemorrhagic disease. There's the Ebola virus, which is the most famous, and there's the Marburg virus. And they've, in the, until now, they've really been um, associated with localized outbreaks that are self-limited. So there'd be an outbreak with 20, 30, 50, maybe even 200, but it'd be localized to a given area. And uh, what we're seeing now is, is, for the first time, really, a kind of rapid spread between countries. started in Guinea and spread to Sierra Leone and uh, Liberia and that down to Nigeria. So the virus is a very nasty one um, in that um, we have a very kind of muted immune response to it. So if you are exposed to the virus, and the important point is how you get exposed, but if you are exposed to the virus... In a a couple days up to three weeks, you'll start developing symptoms, and that rapidly progresses to uh, more serious symptoms. It starts with uh, fever and then uh, it's flu-like symptoms, weakness and muscle aches and joint aches. And then after a few more days, you start getting nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, low blood pressure, headaches. And then shortly after that, you can start bleeding and go into coma and then have organ failure with your kidneys and liver shut down.
1: What is this I've and heard about it? Reason,
3: Doctor, um, that,
1: what is so, this I've ahead. heard? What is this I've heard about it being a flesh eating virus? Is that correct? Is that is that literal?
3: What, I didn't hear that. Jose. What's what, that? What, is,
1: what is it that I've heard uh, about Ebola being a flesh eating virus? Is that literal?
3: No, no. What I think they mean is that in a significant number of patients, as they get more sick, their body, their organs shut down and they start to bleed because one of the things the virus does is that it blocks our clotting system so that people start to bleed from the nose, the eyes, the ears, the mouth, the rectum. So I think that's really the impression of a flesh-eating disease, is, but it's really uh, just a coagulation defect caused by the virus,
1: Doctor. This is Angel, um, Angel, uh, the twin. I, I'm wondering how does one how does one contract this? I mean, is it only in Africa? How does it happen? How do you, how did they get it? Uh,
3: yeah, the, yeah. The important the important thing for people to realize is how it's con, uh, how you contract it. It's not like the viruses we're used to, like influenza, the flu, which um, a one person coughing or sneezing in a room can infect everyone. And with the Ebola virus, it's by direct contact only. It's probably its natural source is in monkeys and fruit bats. And so people wow. catch it by getting exposed to, like, the... Um, the guano from the fruit bat in a cave, or they eat the fruit bats, or they somehow contact it from the animal. Once the human gets it and he starts showing symptoms, he starts shedding the virus, but it's only shed in his secretion. So his saliva, his urine, uh, in his feces, so that it's only by direct contact with the, the individual secretions can you get it so that a person with Ebola could cough on you uh, and unless there was spit in it you wouldn't catch it
1: well doctor but if you
3: touched him if you touched him and he hadn't washed his hands and he'd gone to the bathroom you could catch it from touching him
1: doctor why is it then it seems to be um, not as um, easy to catch for instance as even the flu or a cold why is it that there's such a epidemic going on in Africa. I mean, we are living in the 21st century.
3: Right, but um, we're living in the 21st century, but the conditions in Africa are not not to that level. The level of uh, sanitation is not as great. They don't frequently have the um, gown and gloves and the sterilization equipment that we have. And they also have a cultural tradition so that a lot of the spread in Africa is from a family member dying and then the family preparing the body for, for burial, touching it. And what they don't realize is that that person, even though he's died, is still contagious. And so it spread frequently, family members touching or caring for a person, or they get to a medical facility and that medical facility really has no facility, he says, there's no um, isolation rooms, there's not enough clean equipment and things like that.
1: Uh, so now let's, now um, the virus is officially on American soil, and on social media there has been a, a bit of an, uh, a, I would want to say almost hysteria about it. People have, some people are angry about it, some people Ooh, are seem right. fearful about it. Uh, is that unfounded?
3: Yeah, I think it's unfounded. I think with the level of our knowledge, and the other thing that's uh, with with Africa is the level of education and warning the people about these things is not um, up to our standards. Here, the the two individuals coming here, they are in isolation. Everyone dealing with them is gowned, gloved with goggles and masks. And they're going right to a specialized isolation unit where there'll be no contact with anyone who is not maximally protected. And their secretions, if they draw blood or if they, you know, uh, for their uh, excrement, uh, that will be treated with the same level of care. So the, the idea that it could escape to someone and move a, around in this country is really almost zero.
1: How about the life of the virus while it was while it 's out of the uh, the infected person's uh, body, for instance, someone sneezes or coughs in their hands and touches a door handle or something that 's a question by the way from one of our listeners
3: yeah well, that's a good question because it is different in that regard than influenza also, which doesn 't survive very long outside the body. Um, the Ebola virus can live. If if you didn't clean up adequately, if someone had an accident, they were having diarrhea and you were cleaning up the floor and you didn't clean it up and bleach it and, and really sterilize that area, that virus would be active and you could cat- contract that virus for up to two days wow. later. So it'll survive up, oh, two days, possibly more in the environment. And that's why a person when uh, when they've died and they're being prepared for burial is still infectious because that virus is still there and will live for a couple of days even though the person is gone.
1: Well, we're talking with Dr. Bob Gross who uh, studied at Chuffs, Harvard and MIT. I also did some research abroad specifically in Africa with the World Health Organization in regards to the current Ebola scare. Angel you a question? Yes, uh, uh, Dr. um <clears throat> The uh, you know the the numbers are so high of the outbreak of, and people dying over there. Do you think it's because of the um, the because it's a third world country with the, not that many resources? I mean, is that possible here? Yeah.
3: Is that yeah? No, I don't think so. One of the one of the main determinants of whether you survive or not is the state you're in when you catch the virus. So that. If you're even a little bit malnourished or a little dehydrated or you have another infection, you're getting a little malaria or any of the uh, dysenteries that are so common over there and your resistance is down in the slightest, then the mortality rate goes way up. Mm -hmm. So that when you hear that that 90% have died, that's usually in a, in a, a population that is more compromised than we are. We're not malnourished in the sense of an Africanized community. We're not malnourished here. Our hygiene is better. Our general general health is better. So let me what ask you. Indian let me let me make. Let me oh, make. I'm sorry, sorry,
1: doctor, but let me make a comparison um, for something that seems. First of all, there's no cure, no known cure at this point, right. uh, and seems so uh, virulent and aggressive. A disease. Um, uh, I keep hearing, and we hear not that 's not to question your expertise, doctor of course, uh but you do hear on the news as well that there's not there that we shouldn't be worried yet uh there's this uh, this phantom whooping cough thing that we hear about every couple of years, and there's this big range of the media about how everyone 's got to get a inoculated against it, and yet. How many people die of that or, or, or how many people do you know who, you know, I mean, it, it just seems kind of odd that Ebola being such a scary virus, you know, and without a cure that everyone seems more cavalier. It's got and, a scary name too, Ebola. And then you got yeah. the whooping cough. That, that you know, name. You know yeah. what, do you understand what I'm getting at, doctor?
3: Yeah. And I think one of the reasons it's scary is two, two reasons. It's a very exotic virus. We don't know much about it. It's kind of coming from Africa and it causes, when it causes a disease, it causes a very frightening disease. If you see someone bleeding from the mouth and the nose and the ears, that's a scary disease. That's a zombie. As opposed to, yeah, (laughs) and and as opposed to even whooping cough. Or it's a cough, you know, we're used to that. It's just a worse cough and respiratory problem than usual. So I think it's the nature of of the fact that we don't know much about it it's a really kind of this we've heard about this terrible virus from africa and then we hear about the terrible things it can cause and how many people die. that there's a hysteria out of proportion to the um... the risk now it, it, this is the worst epidemic ever but it, it there's only been about i shouldn't say only there's been about thirteen hundred cases now if that was influenza there would have been a million cases by now so it's it's um i'm trying to make the point that it's a terrible outbreak but it's not like it's spreading like wildfire everywhere in even africa
1: it's just that i look it's at it limited
3: a limited, it, kind I, of limited epidemic and that's
1: it's just that i look at it the ebola has no cure and nor does the flu right the flu, there's no cure for the flu right uh, yeah, mom's, mom's uh, chicken soup, eh? That's a good
3: cure. Yeah, yeah chicken soup would work, you know, and that, that would help with Ebola too because the treatment we have now is fluids and getting their nutrition up and then treating them for um, um, the effects of bleeding so you can replace the blood loss and things like that. So. Um, yeah, there there will be a cure someday. I mean, they're starting to test vaccines even now, and they've had some really success with vaccines. Uh, but of course, they've only been in monkeys and um, chimpanzees. But it, so they're starting now. They'll pay more attention. It's kind of like the money to do the research doesn't come about until there's something like this that occurs. And so now you'll see a lot of effort and a lot of progress made. And so it won't be incurable forever.
1: You don't. You don't sound. You don't sound scared, there, doctor. So I'm. 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 I'm starting to feel a little bit more at peace.
3: Good. Please feel more at peace. Uh. The risk risk to any of us is so small that I would say that um, uh, then they're almost zero.
1: I was already. I was already pulling out a, a body condom.
3: Well, if 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 you're uh, you're over in Africa, you need one, but not right here, not over here.
1: (laughs) Dr. Gross, thank you. Dr. Bob Gross on the air with us. Thank you so much. I want to give you props, doctor. Dr. Bob Gross also developed a magic cure for pain, which I've been using now for about eight years. It's called Theraflix. Uh, It's a, uh, um, what would you call it, a a pomade, an ointment that you put on, you rub onto your...
3: Yeah, it's an ointment cream um, that's like a topical analgesic, and and it's really nice to hear you are still using it, Jose. That really makes me feel good. Yes,
1: I've been using it for about eight years. It's great stuff. I use it on my knee because I have a bad knee. I highly recommend it. To Go online and check it out. Dr. Bob Gross has no idea that I was going to give him props on this, so... Um, so please check it out. No. It's called Theraflex. Is there anything else you'd like to add to our um, uh, that we may have forgotten to ask, Doctor?
3: No, I think you covered that, that very well, and, and the questions that came up are exactly the questions I would ask. Um, and I think that the main thing is is that we are perfectly safe here. There is uh, it, the, the idea that we have to worry and get um, in a panic is. It's just not necessary. So we're, next we're safe. So next time the media So the next time the media
1: the next time the media's trying to push down all those whooping cruff things, I'm gonna do the same thing. Eh, don't get all bent out of shape. We'll be fine. We've been here for thousands of years. <laughs>
3: That's right. We've managed to survive, haven't we?
1: <laughs> doctor Bob Gross, thank you so much for being on the air with us. And we'll be right back with, with some more news and dirty laundry. Good night, Doctor. Good night.
3: Okay. Good night, Jose. Good night, Angel. Goodbye.
2: This is Melissa Martinez, your loca host of Maz TV. Just wanted to check in with y'all and let you know to catch our show every Saturday at 8 30 a.m. on Channel 20, Direct TV Dish, and AT&T UVerse.
1: Tune in. Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose, and I'm Angel, and we broadcast live every Tuesday night from Theo Luis's garage. And that was Dr. Bob Gross, and I got my bolas right here. Okay, he <laughs> talking about the Ebola scare. Are you guys still scared? Let us know chime in on the, on, on Luisa's garage call us at sixty two six two seven five at sixty six two seven five eight nine four six also on our facebook wall on twin Talk show um friend us and give us your comment. Are you guys still scared of the Ebola? The Ebola? No, you man. You you were trying to scare everybody, eh? You're doing all the, the I'm still the afraid, scare, dude. Scare I'm sorry. Tactics. I'm afraid, dude. You're, you're already blaming Obama for that, eh? I am blaming Obama. I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the news in Derlandi with the girl with the pink headphones, the girl with the skinny on all the news. The girl who likes the boobs just like I do,
4: <laughs>
1: Jackie Casas. What do you got going on for us, Jackie? All
2: right, guys. Moving on. So you know, as we know, technology sometimes falls apart, and sometimes that happens with Facebook. So what do you do when Facebook is down? It's a big emergency, right? Would you yes. uh, Would you call nine one one if Facebook goes down? Uh, (laughs) Uh, Well, that's what some L.A. County residents did last week when the social media network went down for a few hours. This is according (laughs) to a a few of the tweets from the L.A. County Sheriff's Department. They tweeted, Facebook is not a law enforcement issue. This is from one of the uh, sheriff's officials, uh, Sergeant Burton Brink. (laughs) Please don't call us about it being down. We don't know when... Facebook will be back up. That was, so there was, that was literally po- people calling 911 because Facebook was down. That was that like a-
1: probably my wife, eh? Probably, <laughs> I'll tell you, my wife, when we're, going, when we're getting ready to go out, she, gets, she she's always done before I am, and then she starts Facebooking. And then she never wants to drive because she has to Facebook. <laughs> Do you think maybe it was a... Um, a college prank? I mean, it sounds like it. A- well,
2: no, the, there were some <laughs> officials that... because So this sheriff tweeted it to Facebook and put it on Twitter everywhere. So one of the Facebook texts reported an outage on all, uh, quote, as they call web surfaces. But... Um, I don't think they realized that they were going to get sheriffs <laughs> to tweet them about their power edge because people in LA were literally calling nine one one. Cause this is the biggest emergency they could possibly have <laughs> their oh. Facebook. Not working. <sighs> uh, I mean, it was a Friday Friday. You usually get a lot of posts. You post about things you're going to do for the weekend. You're outing with your friends. <laughs> so you what, know, what was happy it? A, hour.
1: a domestic violence call. Hey, I am fighting with my Facebook here. <laughs> Uh, oh. or or the kind of post that Jose that Jose puts on Facebook all the time that's 120 posts of everybody fighting uh, <laughs> uh, see that's because people have a, a you know, opinion and they want to speak up. Well,
2: I, you know, LA County residents, please don't feel too far behind on the stupidity level because (laughs) do not worry. Last year, there was a town in Connecticut that had issues with their cable and it interrupted the uh, finale of breaking bad, which is a very, very popular Uh TV show that ended its show last year. So this town, this town in Connecticut, when they had their cable uh, power outage, they decided to call nine one one. So LA County Residents, don't feel that dumb. <laughs> it's happened before. <laughs> uh,
1: I can't believe it, eh?
0: <laughs> your own personal Jesus. Someone
3: to hear your prayers. Someone who cares. The man in black doing it. I love that humor.
2: song. John. Nice selection, Jose.
1: That's Johnny Cash doing it. I love that. <laughs> is, is that a cover, or did or did the the do the cover? No, he's he did the cover. Okay. Who's
2: there. All right, guys. Let's move on to our next story. <laughs> a moment of gratitude before a meal can produce another moment of thanks when your bill arrives. That's what patrons. <laughs> that's what patrons of Mary's Gourmet, uh, Gourmet Diner have discovered. Uh, There was a person that uh, decided to say grace before their meal at this diner, which is in North Carolina. And when their bill came, uh, they got a discount because they prayed before their dinner on behalf of the restaurant.
1: You know, I, uh, I, I when I first took my wife out on our first date. Uh I was so broke, right? And I didn't want her to know. I was praying on, like, (laughs) please don't order too much. Please
2: don't (laughs) order too much. Mary's Gourmet Diner has officially instated their policy of giving diners a special savings if they pray publicly. Before having their meal <laughs> The restaurant has reportedly offered patrons The uh, discount for about four years And ends up being about 15% discount For praying or saying grace Where? This restaurant is in Winston-Salem, North Carolina Dude,
1: I'm going to go over there With a turban And I'm going to put a little rug on the floor And I'm going to do a Muslim chant See if give me a discount hey, You know, but honestly You know, uh, I, 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 I actually paid with a gift card on my first date.
2: Are you serious? That was the limit of... And she still married you? That was
1: the limit of my... <laughs>
2: She's still married you? Was my, she
1: still <laughs> It was the limit of my my budget was that $50 gift card. And I was praying, oh, that, please oh don't gosh. buy any more beer. Uh, <laughs> just, enough to get, just enough to get you tipsy, just baby. Just enough to get you tipsy. <laughs> See, what you got to do so that girl doesn't buy a beer, you could have said, hey, you know what? I love me a good beer, but I gave it up for Lent.
2: <laughs> and yeah, then she'll nice. feel
1: guilty if he buys more than one beer. If, nice. if even one. Unless
2: it's like, you know, <laughs> July or something, because Lent is during the springtime, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. It was you can shrink. just say that you're a Muslim. Bring up that freaking cloth that you were talking about and say, My Lent is now. <laughs> during
2: Ramadan or something. So
1: so Ramadan, you it, the this restaurant did it to this one per, uh, people so they or they it do it? This,
2: they did it to this one person and then they just kind of started doing it. It was sort of a, a, a thing that they did. Uh-huh. And then they officially stated as their policy about four years ago. Uh-huh. So what happened was that a, a radio station person, uh, employee caught this, took a photo of it posted it on social media, and it went viral. And that's where it got all of these likes, of course, comments and criticisms from all sorts of different uh, uh-huh. religious groups uh-huh. about the discount. But that's where it came about. But the, uh, the diner apparently has been doing it for over four years. Well, you
1: know, there's so many Christians in the U.S. You know, there's a market out there. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with them offering a discount people i think it's get great and off. you know what's interesting that that those people didn't know they were getting it right they no, just no they
2: got... didn't they didn't and well now people know that if they publicly pray they can get the discount but some people who are all for it's so, a uh, kind of a uh, compared it to how uh seniors get discounts at certain restaurants veterans get you know discounts. what if, and if
1: i had a restaurant i would give discounts to bu- uh public breastfeeding mothers eh Come over here and you breastfeed in my restaurant, I'll give you a discount, eh? Nice. And if you have twins, even better,
2: eh? (laughs) That's very nice. Oh, man. So there's all this this criticism (laughs) and support for this diner in North Carolina who just prefers from their own business to give the discount. I think that's great. And
1: I'll tell you why, because there has been (laughs) such a push, a secular push in this country where it's not cool. To be a Christian or to, or to practice your religion. Uh-huh. It's not—it's so politically incorrect now. And, and so many people that are conservative and, be, and, you know, if you practice your religion by prayer, whether it's, uh, you know, of the Jewish religions or the uh, Protestant or whatever, you're, you're considered conservative. Because, you know, true progressives, they don't do that in public because, oh, boy, you know, for goodness sake. We, they feel that you want to cram them down their throat. No, no, no. Let's, let's respect others, others' religions, others' beliefs, others' creeds. And I love the fact that they're rewarding it with a little bit of a discount. Why not? Why not? I think it's great, especially in this day and age where it's politically incorrect. Hold nice. The PBF discount, public breastfeed. <laughs> I love it, eh? I could coin that one. We'll even have a, a a sandwich instead of the BLT it'll be the PBF, eh? <laughs> a more people should do that. <laughs> that would be more like a pastry.
0: <laughs> Pastries
1: go good with milk, eh?
0: <laughs> you laugh at your
1: own jokes. <laughs> And he's
2: still laughing. He's
1: laughing at his own joke. <laughs> he's still
2: laughing. He probably oh, no, remembered man. he probably thought of some other joke in his head and started laughing more <laughs> at that other joke.
1: Yeah, you know.
2: It's exactly <laughs> what happened. All right, guys, moving on to our next story. The list of the friendliest U.S. city, the top U.S. friendly cities, has been released by a traveling magazine. And Southern Hospitality lives up to its name. Eight of the ten friendliest cities in the U.S. are in the South.
1: Uh, Austin,
2: Texas. It's not top five. Oh, no.
1: You know, Texas is not even in the top five. <laughs> Texas, is it? Uh,
2: Texas is not Texas the top five. Texas Hospitality.
1: You know why? Because the people who wrote it's this are liberals. Are we talking states or cities? Cities. Okay. Utah. Salt Lake. Nope. Uh, Whatever. Um, <laughs> they're friendly to me. Compton.
2: No. <laughs> um,
1: okay. Uh, Ventura.
2: Ventura? No, there is actually nothing in uh, California. California. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Wait, I'm sorry, I'm lying to you. There is. Oh no, that's the other list. That's the unfriendliest. Is
1: Marietta. <laughs>
2: <laughs> unfriendliest U.S. cities. Actually, the winner for the top friendliest city in the U.S. is drumroll, people. Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, really? It was named the friendliest city in the U.S. It was recognized for its culture, history, natural beauty, and its food scene. Uh, This is all from a survey from one of a popular traveling magazine that releases its uh, uh, Reader's Choice Awards every year on what's the friendliest place to go and visit. Uh. And uh, Charleston, South Carolina, is the one the top spot. Second spot goes to Savannah, Georgia. Third goes to, oh, I'm sorry, I lied to you, San Antonio. Is in the, <laughs> San ah. Antonio, Texas is the third city. Uh, Colorado, New Orleans was the fourth one, and what? Fort Worth, Texas. New Orleans? Ugh. Yes, New Orleans. Ugh. Now, of course, since we have the top 10 friendliest cities in the U.S., we had to have the unfriendliest U.S. cities also on the list. And to top that list was Newark, New Jersey, as uh. the top unfriendliest well, U.S. city. That's
1: no surprise with the Jersey... With that Jersey show with uh, the Jersey, Jersey Shore Sh- Jersey Shore, yeah, they look pretty rowdy, eh, they how are. about that guy who, who punched that girl? What was that about?
2: Oh, that was horrible. The yeah. second unfriendliest u s city is Oakland, California uh. uh the third is Hartford, Connecticut, which I was <laughs> kind of surprised about because I thought Connecticut people are generally you know quiet, quiet. Yeah Maybe a little they're, you know. But they're not friendly they're,
1: They look at you like What are you doing here
2: they're not I this, thought you're, of them kind of bland They're very white Like
1: very blandly white yeah, Wait what's like, wrong with like, white Just because I'm white not saying this I didn't say wrong.
2: white I said bland Angel said bland no. Because they're white They're bland it, No uh, wait, My no, kids are I mean, white
1: I mean the co- <laughs> No way hey, I mean blah blah what I mean is, they look like they don't get that much sun over there.
2: <laughs> Maybe, like, yes. Like, uh, no, Not like that overly. Much sun, vitamin D, energy. Yeah. Yeah. They need kickback. that. Third unfriendliest uh, U.S. city is Atlantic City. Uh, then we have another Connecticut uh, in the running, New Haven.
1: <laughs> in the running.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Detroit and Miami rounded off as the unfriendliest U.S. city.
1: No no California didn't make the charts on either one, eh? Just just Oakland. We're the purgatory of of cities over here.
2: Just Oakland. So if you wanna you know get some traveling going on and you wanna see a a friendly, friendly face on your travels, go to South Carolina.
1: All right, what do we got here next?
2: Oh, I love this story, guys.
1: (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Somebody just walked in. Get on the mic. Get on the mic. Someone just... If you walk into Theo Luisa's garage, you got to speak. Have a seat. Okay, have a seat. I'm sorry. You love this music, don't you? I do. We're going to play this music in the background. (laughs) Okay, what's your name?
2: My name is Catherine
1: and she will remain with the first name only cuz she Catherine
4: be- White I, oh was that
0: oh, <laughs> No whatever you want Okay. <laughs>
1: hey Catherine what brings you in the garage Hello I'm just delivering some materials Isn't that amazing I get things delivered to the Lucy's garage Thank the, you though by the way You're from NBC is that your your badge there says this NBC It
0: is I am a summer intern
1: Ah uh, does it does it really say NBC on NBC Yeah Orale. so Okay, she she was. We were just talking about the South being one of the most friendliest parts of the country. Charlton, South Carolina is number one. Duke University is where? North Carolina. North, North Carolina. They, How friendly it? is North Carolina? North, is that is that where you're from? Uh, North Carolina?
4: Yes. No, I'm actually from Northern California, but I'm living there right now. She's okay. studying
1: at Duke New University. Ooh, Duke University. You're from Northern California. Which part? Davis. Uh, See, you never Davis. heard of Davis. Never. That's, that's <laughs> inland. It's got to be inland, It's right? like the cow capital of the world.
4: It's like where all the cows are. Oh,
1: okay. So, never been there. How did you find, <laughs> how did you, first of all, intern from NBC, uh, Catherine, thank you very much for bringing, she's bringing some media back that I uh, had sent to NBC to get ingested. But anyway, thanks for bringing it back. Um, tell us about, the, what was your experience of the Southern City? Was it, is the South as friendly as they say it was?
2: Well, um,
4: I am from a very, very liberal town in Northern California. Um,
2: Most of my friends ended up at UC Berkeley, which, of course, is very Mm, hippy-dippy. Right up my brother's alley. (laughs) I would say that it has been a culture shock, and it is not as liberal as I am, but (laughs) I would say I'm learning a lot because when I'm in an area... Where I feel like I have to really, not not necessarily s- well, yeah, stand up for what I believe in, but I have to be firmer in myself and my beliefs because I feel like I'm swimming upstream all the time.
1: Awesome! I think it's a lesson, and <laughs> what I talk a lot about on the Are this you radio having a show. hard time there? Yes. Oh, you I'm know so what's sorry. <laughs> interesting I'm so sorry. is <laughs> it was interesting is that Catherine, uh, being an intern and obviously on the on her way up in this world and, and her career trying to be very politically correct and i understand that so i'll speak for you no i won't speak for you but no I don't finish- speak for her. you're going to get her in trouble no i it? won't but i think what's interesting is that uh, that you're talking about something that i talk a lot about on this radio show about how because i'm pretty conservative and a lot of times people on on, on the and what i feel on the on the liberal side f- uh, preach about tolerance and tolerance you got to tolerate our beliefs well i think it works two ways And a lot of times the whole purpose of tolerating one another's beliefs and, and, and what have you, um, is it's not because we all agree. It's because mm-hmm. we disagree. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of a lesson. When I was growing up I all of a sudden <laughs> I thought everything, no, when I was <laughs> younger and growing up, I thought everything was black and white Yeah. and everything was, if this is right and this is wrong. But then I realized, no, it's pretty gray and there's a lot of people in between in that gray area. And I had to lo- learn tolerance. I'm talking because I had to learn tolerance, brother. Yeah. But I, but I I got to tell you, I'm glad, that you're, I'm glad that you're experiencing that because it's
4: good. And I'm learning a
3: lot.
1: I'm glad. How long have you been there at NBC now?
3: Um, two months.
1: Yeah. She's fantastic. Hang one of the in best there. interns we've had. Very helpful. She, she thinks ahead. Um, always one step ahead. Thank you very much. Hang in there. <laughs> Hang on to your... And she's had to deal with working with me. Liberal no. ways. Hang on to them. Don't let them oppress you. All right. Back to... <laughs> thank you. The intern... Especially my brother. Catherine was here to (laughs) drop off some media that she had to take to NBC and ingest and then bring it back to me because I'm leaving town. Thank you so much for bringing it all the way here to the Luisa's Garage. I really appreciate it. And Sorry you have to swat the flies away. Anyway, back to the news and dirty laundry. uh, Jackie, what do you got going on?
2: All right, guys. This Thanks, is.
1: Uh, thank you. <laughs> Yay! Bye to the intern. Bye. Bye, <laughs> Bye Catherine. Hey, grab a, grab a drink of water in the fridge if you want. Just I'm meet. glad that, you is that all just, she gets? Just a drink. <laughs> Put the bottle back. <laughs> Bye, sweetie. Thanks for
0: your help.
2: I'm glad that you clarified that she brought back media because you said, I love things being delivered to the garage. <laughs> it kind of seemed like something shady. You know? no, 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 it's not like that good. It could be like a delivery man. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm glad that you specified it's media, it's material. Uh, okay, guys, we have to move to one of my, like seriously one of my favorite stories of this week. Okay. Because <laughs> it's horrible. a Mexican veterinarian accidentally shot himself dead as he posed for a Facebook selfie with a pistol. (laughs) This happened to 21-year-old Oscar Otero Aguilar. He reportedly had been drinking with his friends in Mexico City uh, uh, last weekend when he pointed the loaded gun at his face for the uh, pic. But the uh, weapon discharged and he was hit in the temple by the bullet.
1: Did they get the picture? Did well, they post that wasn't it?
2: no. It was post not it? posted. It was not posted. There oh, were dude. other photos that were posted of him, which ironically um, show him. That's uh, shady. Kind of they like they probably pointing. shot
1: him, and they're saying that oh, he was doing a selfie.
2: No, you're pointing the finger. So apparently, the neighbors heard the the gunshot, called the cops, and they found out that he shot himself while trying to take a selfie. But the thing
4: is,
0: (laughs) you have to think, you have to
2: really be uh, a multitasker. And I was a little disappointed because he's a veterinarian, so I would assume that he could be a multitasker. But maybe some.
1: What is the matter? Because you have
2: to take a selfie, which sometimes requires both hands.
1: Right, right, right. Because
2: you have to do, you know, the little button on the screen. So you have to to figure out an angle where either you have an extra long finger that can reach that.
1: I think he he mixed up the fingers. And then have the gun. He mixed up the finger. you have to He mixed up the shooting finger with the shooting finger. You you know what I'm saying?
2: (laughs) You have to be some sort of I mean, if you're going to handle that, and it's a gun, it's not like a featherweight thing, you have to be sort of ambidextrous there where you can kind of handle what? the gun and handle the selfie-taking. Because <laughs> selfie-taking alone, I don't know. I'm not a pro at it because I'm, I'm not a fan, but it takes some work, right? I'm to pretty, get a good angle. I'm pretty good at it, to and stretch it stretch the finger out, yeah. make sure you get it at the right spot.
1: And then still have a decent face that and you want And
2: then, would've... para cabarla, he was drunk.
1: Ugh. What an idiot. He was
2: drunk, so it was not really a good combo. And he's a veterinarian, uh, so I, I thought maybe he'd be smart. I got to tell you,
1: it is a sign of the times that somebody shoots himself doing a, a you know, a selfie by accident. Why would you point Why would, a That was my
2: next point. Why, would you, Why point would you take a selfie of yourself with a gun pointing at your head? You would
1: never point a gun. Even, you always assume the gun's loaded, even if it's not loaded. Yes. So you don't point it to anybody. It's, it's a macho thing. You know, the, the guys with the guns, it's, it's like a macho thing. They like to show off like they're badass because they have what, a gun. eh? What is it going to say? It's on a, a whole narco cultura, eh? All the narco cultura guys. They, they, yeah, but what is, this, what is it going to say on his headstone? You know, died because of a duck face. I mean, like, what does it say? Duck, <laughs> duck. Oh, the duck du- lips. The duck face death. I mean, what, what are you going to say? Really? I
2: love the duck face. That would face be a look.
1: good one, huh?
2: I love it. It makes that me laugh. That would be a
1: good one. He's Mexican, right? What, yes. What part? You don't know what part of Mexico? They were
2: in Mexico City.
1: Oh,
0: where they're in
2: Mexico City, where they're just hanging out, having some beers, and there happens to be a gun around, which is a question that has not been answered in all the articles I've read. What was there a gun doing, hanging out with these dudes? I don't know. Maybe for funsies or something. Of they course, they're hanging out. Like
1: my brother said, it's a macho thing. It's a macho thing.
2: So bad <laughs> days, Mexican veterinarians. It goes to show. <laughs>
1: It goes to show, and the funny thing. Stick to veterinarianing. But 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 you know what's interesting <laughs> that the article says, and they say this too often. Drunk Mexican actually shoots himself in the head while posing for some And it says a Mexican veteran accidentally shot himself in his head when he posted a Facebook post. Whatever whatever, the forty five caliber weapon discharged. Mm-hmm. That's terrible, terrible vernacular, a uh, verbiage because. Guns don't discharge; they are shot. No, that's me. And, when and it keeps it. going back. And he 's going back to the whole: the guns are bad. No, the guy was an idiot for pointing the gun to his head, and he accidentally so pull the sh- pulled the trigger. So he pulled the trigger. The gun did discharge- not discharge itself. I see what you're saying. Like and this- that's, you see that too much in the media. So discharge and pulling the trigger. That's the difference between a normal bowel movement and diarrhea. <laughs> uh,
2: anyway. I didn't think about it that way.
1: Okay. Anyway, back to Ebola.
3: (laughs) 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 Anyway.
2: So sad days, guys. And just... Listeners out there, please don't try to take a selfie with any sort of other items. Really, <laughs> a gun, a taser, a, hair,
1: a, uh, a blow dryer,
2: a blow dryer, ninja sticks. Because
1: not because you it might ninja go, sticks, not, not because these weapons might <laughs> go off and hurt you, but because <laughs> you might hurt yourself. Yes. The sticks. guns, the weapons, they <laughs> don't they don't do it by themselves. <laughs> they don't manipulate themselves. They are manipulated by the user. Yeah, just okay. don't do it, guys. The media has got to get this right. It's pissing me off. <laughs> it's all part of the whole uh-huh. freaking agenda. Let's take a selfie, eh? All right. Uh-huh. Just don't do it, guys.
2: <laughs> just, just take, just take a picture of your beautiful duck lips, and that's all we want to see. Okay.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> dude, dude, don't do that. Sal- don't, 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 dude. That's- <laughs> It's a gunshot. Yeah, but eh? it's horrible. It sounds awful. <laughs> I'm not the, we're not the ones listening. That's it's horrible. It's well, There's I, two other people it was listening. It wasn't a right temple, now. that's why. <laughs> all right.
2: Uh, all right, guys. That's all that I have for tonight. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Jackie.
1: <laughs> we'll be back with Angel's Chill Lounge, and uh, we got another guest for you. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we broadcast every Tuesday night from Theo Luis's Garage. And right now we're going to play a track for a music break. This is. Let's take a selfie, eh? (laughs) (laughs) This is a track by a band named, a duo named Sons of Maria. They've been in Theo Luis's Garage. Check them out. Go to twintalkcast.com to check out their live performance here and interview in Theo Luis's Garage. This one's called No Se Va.
0: Distintas, pregunto si entiendes cómo creciendo en la distancia, porque aún resisto esto. Ya no pertenezco, lo tengo claro.
1: sons of mariel with no se va right on I, I never got on there welcome back to twin talk with jose and angel i'm jose and i'm angel and we broadcast every tuesday night from Theo luis's garage on twin i was trying to get somebody on the phone but we, that, there was also, no we also do it out of the largest internet radio network in the world that's live 365.com and uh just look for our radio station a eh? uh Twin Talk Cast Radio. Oh, I made the—I called the wrong number. That's what it was. Uh, anyway, um, so uh, we were. Uh, let's go back, and I got to play a little quick track, and we'll be right back with our guest as soon as I can get this back on. Uh, we're gonna skip uh, my Patreon pass because things went a little haywire today, and uh, I'm sorry. I know you guys all look forward to it, but we'll be right back as soon as I can get this going here. Where is it? Thank you. Three, one. Hey, how you doing? What do you guys know about twins?
0: Nothing.
1: Nothing about twins? Oh,
0: sorry.
1: Do you know, do you know any twins? No. no, sorry. Do you want to know a twin?
0: No, thank you.
1: Two. What are conjoined twins? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be late for work. Three. What do you know about twins? Nothing. Uh, I'm a little busy. Four. Identical twins have matching fingerprints?
0: Uh, I believe so. Same with DNA.
1: Can you name any celebrity twins?
0: How about the girls from all the mint commercials?
1: If I was to ask you, what is a conjoined twin, what would that be?
0: Um, I don't know.
1: A conjoined twin is either A, a twin with extra joints, B, a twin that joins clubs, or C, a twin that is physically attached to his twin. It's either c or A. Ashton Kutcher, twin or not?
0: No, but not that I know He's a twin. Is he? Really? Fraternal. Eternal.
1: I'm an identical twin. I'm one of the hosts of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Do I look like Jose or Angel? Uh, I'm going to say you look like a Jose. Thank you very much. Kind of weird for a guy saying you look like an angel. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, twin or not? She doesn't have a twin, does she? She does. Is she uh, identical? No, actually, it's a fraternal twin. His name is Hunter. oh damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Do you have your own
1: individuality.
0: Thank you, yes, individuality.
1: Absolutely, we're individual. He's the good looking one and I'm the smart one.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: You think Johnny Depp is sexy? I
2: think he's very sexy.
1: Would you date him if he was a conjoined twin?
2: He would have me, I probably would.
1: Who do you think would be one of the sexiest men alive to you right now? You could say Jose the twin.
2: Um, I'm a lesbian.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> I am so hardcore lesbian myself
2: are identical?
1: Yes, we're identical twins. Oh. His name is Angel.
0: Angel, that's a, nice.
1: So if his name yeah, is Angel, what do you think my name would be?
0: Oh, it could be any A name. I think A names are cool, like Angel
3: and Andre. Or...
1: Well, my name's Jose. They used to say, well, if, if I'm Jose, then he must be Hose B. What you... Hose <laughs> B? I think that's it, unless you want to add something to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Uh, no, that's good. Thank you for your time, man. How about a shout-out to my brother Angel? What's up, Angel? Have a good one, buddy. the wrong measuring stick. Too many times we come to conclusions based on the wrong measuring stick as in the case with the illegal immigrant children. The overwhelming argument tends to revolve around money. They're gonna flood the system. It will cost too much money. My taxes to go should go to me and American citizens, not them. I'm no economic expert, nor do I claim to know this system uh, works. What I do know is that this rhetoric indicates the wrong measuring stick, or wrong perspective. Now I doubt that there isn't enough money to help, and I doubt that the system would crash or would could not be redesigned to accommodate, but nonetheless, It's the wrong measuring stick. Try this for good measure, or measuring stick. Compassion. A helping hand to thy fellow man, woman, and child. Money comes and goes, and it's a piece of paper. Its value changes based on how much you can buy with it. It is limited. While compassion is eternal, its value is priceless. Its impact is profound and far-reaching and it is limitless. Unfortunately, compassion has been preconditioned out of our society, replacing it with the dollar and the fear of the lack of it. Having seen the multitudes, Jesus, who uh, who were the Jesus having seen the multitudes who were hungry was moved by compassion and out of few fish and bread, he multiplied it to feed them all. See? So let's give compassion a try. I mean, a real heartfelt compassion manifestation within our society. Chill. One bone. And that's another edition of Angel's Chill Now Shoo!
0: And that brings... The heck
1: was that? that brings us to the end of another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. We thank you all for listening to us tonight, and we also want to thank Doctor Bob Gross who came on here and chatted us up. Thank you, Doctor Gross. In regards to the Ebola scare or not. Anyway, <laughs> wash your hands, folks. Yeah, wash your hands, and if they, and keep your bolas to yourself, eh? Anyway. <laughs> All right, have a good night, everyone. We'll see you guys next week on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Good night. Hey, wish me luck. I'm going to a hurricane or two. Oh, right on. Bye.
0: (laughs) Bye. Shoot. Shoot.